Thank you, church. Thank you. Honestly, thank you. Thank you for coming in here, and we're going to put our hearts together. And tonight, we're going to hear some wonderful things of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Justin, for this opportunity. Amen. You know, Jesus is talking in the Bible, and I was just thinking of that when, when Pastor Justin was talking about the Old Testament. And Jesus is talking about, it says in the Scriptures, I said, you are God's. Jesus is actually going back to the Psalms, and he's actually quoting it and saying, it said in the Word, you are God. And he says in the Scripture which cannot be broken. He said it was the scripture, and we know it was the scripture. Jesus was alluding to the Old Testament as scripture, and he was using it to minister. Hallelujah. I mean, that is just powerful. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your word tonight. Words from heaven that move on the earth in the name of Jesus. The, The presence of God, the power of God, the goodness of God contained in moving in the earth, Father, Through your vessels in the name of Jesus. That's what we are. Hand in hand, arm in arm, Father. The body of Jesus. The body, the church. The body of the glory of God. The body of the anointing moving, Lord. And as we get into your word tonight, we're going to see the glory, Father. We're going to see it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, David is... He walks into the where the priests are singing. All kinds of priests. They had choirs. They had instruments. I mean, they had all, they had orchestras going on. And David comes in there, and he's hearing them praise the Lord. And he gets inspired. He gets an intimate moment with the Holy Spirit, and he begins to write Psalms 19. And he begins to say, "The heavens declare the glory of the Lord." In perfect rehearsal, it's a that word "declare" is perfect rehearsal. Choirs singing. You know, when you listen to an orchestra and it's starts off with a violin. Then the rest of the woodwinds come in. Then it starts off with the brass. Then it starts off with the French horn. Then it moves. Then you have the percussion instruments move in. And you have all of them working one in one, side by side, a moving force, a moving group of instruments moving together. And then the anointing of that song coming out. And David just loses it in the Lord. And he just starts praising his name. And then he begins to start saying the word of God is like that orchestra. It's so perfect. The word of God, it comes in. Hey, I I don't know about my heart. He can tell me about presumptuous sins. He can open it up. The word of God is so wonderful and so lovely. And he just gets lost with the Lord in that. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Moses and the glory. Hey, listen, I got to tell you something. Find yourself in the word of God. I mean, I'm serious. You find yourself in the word of God. Once, do you know that Jesus found himself in the Old Testament scriptures? He found himself in the Old Testament word. Oh, man. And do you know that you are in the Old Testament? They spoke about you. There were prophecies spoken about you today in the Old Testament word. Oh, man, I got excited. When you read Isaiah... And you start going over those prophecies, and we've been going over them with Pastor Justin about the will of God. And when you start finding out what the will of God is and where you fit in the word of God and where you fit in that overall picture, oh man, this Bible comes alive. Now your words are in it. Now you're putting your name in it. Now when you're reading about in righteousness, you'll be established. You'll be saying... And Joseph is established in righteousness. Joseph doesn't have to go by fear anymore. Joseph doesn't have to listen to the the bully oppression anymore. Oh, man, you find yourself in the word of God. You start putting your name in it. There's a boldness that comes over you. Hallelujah. Jesus found himself in the word. And what I want to do is give you an example. If you open your Bibles and you go to John chapter 5, we're going to go to John chapter 5. And I just want to start off with this. The fifth chapter. I'm in the King James Version. And we're going to go to verse 39. John chapter 5, verse 39. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your word. Oh, man. Glory be to God. You know the Hebrews. I would read about the old sages and the old Hebrews. I wrote wrote to the the Temple Treasures Institute in Israel, and I would get all their books about the temple and how they do the temple and all this. But the Jews believe that the word of God, the very first five Bibles, the very first books of the Bible, they believe that that was before the world was even created. They look when John talks in, in one in, in the first chapter of John, and he says, "In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God." He is talking about something that even the sages knew. They knew the Word of God was was formed and made, and that everything in creation was going to follow it, even before He began to speak. The creation powers into motion. It is just so powerful. Hallelujah. This word is so powerful. This is why the devil doesn't want it. This is why he doesn't want you speaking the name of Jesus in your workplace. This is why he doesn't want you speaking the name of Jesus out there in the community. Because he knows this is where the power is, man. I mean, hallelujah. Glory to God. So we look at verse 39. Jesus is talking. Oh, man. And he's talking to the Pharisees, the religious leaders. He says, search the scriptures. Now, what scriptures is he talking about? The Old Testament, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Hey, they are they which testify of me. Jesus found himself in the scripture. The Old Testament scriptures was for dead people, right? They weren't born again yet, right? So Jesus is telling them, he's showing them, right? He's showing them, it's about me. Oh, let's keep going, right? Let's go down in verse 46. Don't think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. Look at verse 46. For had you believed in Moses, right, you would have believed in me, for he wrote of me. Oh, that's so powerful. Mm. But if you believe not his writings, then how shall you believe my words? How? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then there's, just go to the book of Luke. I mean, you know, we're just going to show you certain scriptures in here that Jesus talks about. I've already talked about one in John. Now we're seeing another one in John. If we go to Luke chapter 2, let's get over there. I'm going to go to verse 46. Luke chapter 2, verse 46. <laughs> oh, man. So, you got to love the Lord. Oh, you got to love him. Amen. All right, verse 46. Of course, you remember the story, Jesus, they're going up, him and his mom and dad are going up to the Passover, and they take off, and Jesus ain't with the company, and he's in there, and he's talking with the scribes and the Pharisees, and it came to pass in verse 46 that after three days they found him in the temple, and he's sitting in the midst of the doctors. He's hearing from them, and he's asking them questions. What set of scriptures is he asking them questions from? The Old Testament. He, who is he learning? They're, what are they going over? They're going over the Old Testament, right? And then in verse 47, all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers that he was getting. He found himself in the Word. He began to study the Word. And the Lord began to minister him as he was studying. Jesus began to grow in the Word. He found himself in the Word. Tonight you're going to find yourself in the Word in the name of Jesus. All right. I want to share something about what Jesus did. In Proverbs 16, in the sixth verse, there's a scripture that says it's by mercy and by iniquity. It's by mercy and truth. Okay, mercy and truth that iniquity gets purged. Not your knowledge of sin. Religion is just knowledge of sin, but it will not set you free. You need power. You need power and mercy. You need grace to set you. You need knowledge of light. 
That's what's going to set you free from sin. That's what's going to set you free from darkness. Not religious knowledge of sin. That's not going to do it. So Jesus is taking Old Testament scriptures of the woman caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8, right? And that word comes back to him. The Holy Spirit brings it back to him. Mercy and grace, right? Truth. That is what's going to set this woman free from iniquity, right? They're, they're telling her what she's doing wrong. They, they're surrounding her. They don't value her life. They've surrounded her. They're taking the word of God to condemn her. They're going to condemn her. They're cocked and loaded. They're ready to fire, man, right? And here's Jesus remembering Proverbs 16, 6. It's mercy and it's truth that's going to set a person free from sin. And then it goes on to say this, and it's the fear of the Lord that is going to keep you from going into evil, that you'll depart from evil. And what does Jesus say after he begins to talk to the scribes and the Pharisees? And he goes back and he reversed to Proverbs 16, 6. I believe he reverted back to that. Jesus would always go back to Old Testament scriptures. And he would expound on them because they talked about him. And then he would explain it. What do you think Paul used when he talked to the Jews? What scriptures did he use to explain Jesus? What did the disciples use to explain Jesus? The Old Testament scriptures. When they talked to Jews, they, they used the Old Testament scriptures to talk about Jesus. It talks about him in there. And so Jesus looks at the crowd after they all drop their rocks and go, okay? And he walks up to this girl that's been condemned, okay? Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn you, right? I came to set you free. I came to, you got a choice, he says in John 3, 16. You got blessing and you got cursing. Men's deeds are evil. They love evil more than they like light because their deeds are evil, right? So you got a choice to make. Light is coming to the world. Here it is. Until Jesus comes, this is your choice. You can either walk in the blessing or you can walk in the cursing through this anointing called the covenant of Christ, right? And so what does he do? All these people are standing there watching. They're watching all the religious leaders drop their walk, rocks and walk away, right? And what does Jesus say? I am the light of the world. Any man, any person that comes to me, I'm going to give you the knowledge of light. I'm going to give you the knowledge of life. And you're going to go and you're going to sin no more. Oh, when I read that in the scriptures, oh, I got so excited. I mean, man, if he could value the life of a sinning woman, right, who's condemned and on her way to hell, and he can give her the power of life. And so here's Moses, Cecil B. B. DeMille, remember? Oh, I was a little kid, right? And I remember watching the Ten Commandments for the first time. Charlton Heston, man, he's got the voice, man. If I had that voice, you know. Charlton Heston, man. And um, I remember watching that when I was a kid, and I was about eight years old, maybe nine. And I'm watching that thing. He is talking to God. I mean, he's talking, he's in the presence of God and he's talking to God and God is listening to him and the field commander comes down from heaven and he actually comes into the battlefield on the earth. God is not an absentee father. Jesus says he's not at rest and I ain't at rest. Your God is not an absentee God. He is a battlefield commander. He came down to the front, right? And he's talking to this man and I'm, my eyes are just like, I looked at my mom. I said, mom, mom. This guy's talking to God. Now, when I grew up in the church, I've heard stories. You know, you get born again, and I heard stories of the Holy Spirit. But I never heard of a man that talked to God, stood in the presence of God. Okay? I mean, I was just so, it it just moved me so much. And then he takes that staff, and he's standing there by the waters, and he begins to speak the words that the Lord gave him to speak and the authority that he gave him. And the waters open. I said, Lord, 
something ain't right here. I, whatever I've been learning about you, Lord, is not right. Because a man is talking in the Godhead. A man is being used by the Godhead. All right. To me, that's a, that would be a blasphemous thing for me to say in the churches that I went to. But this man is doing it. So I want us to go look into this. Let's go to Exodus chapter 6. I want to go to Exodus chapter 6. There's so much we could say about Moses. But I'm just going to key in on a few things. But find yourself in the Word. As we're going over this tonight, find yourself in the Word of God. Find yourself in here. Find it. Okay. Exodus chapter 6, and I'm going to look at verse 2. God has already told Moses, I am. Okay? So God speaks unto Moses, and he says, I am the Lord. He is introducing himself for a relationship. He is opening up covenant. And I was so excited when Pastor Justin said on Sunday, he's going to talk about covenant. You want to see me start running. You start talking about covenant. God is offering a man a covenant. He is offering him into his presence. He is offering him into the courts with him. And he is ready to exchange with him in agreement, in a covenant. Oh, man, I am the Lord. And then you look at verse 3. He said, I appeared unto Avram, right? Avraham, and unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of El Shaddai, God Almighty. Hey, hey, listen to this. Listen to what the Lord's offering right now to Moses and the people of Israel. He is offering them intimacy. He is offering them relationship. Listen to what he says. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Hey, you talk, this got my attention, folks. This man is being offered a covenant by God. That is so powerful. Can you see yourself? Pastor Justin was praying earlier about Colossians 3, verse 1. We're seated with Jesus. We ain't next to him. We're seated with him. He's the head. We're the body. We're the body of that anointing. We're seated with him. He's offering us a covenant. He's offering us access. Can can you not get excited with that? I mean, oh, man. Moses. I mean, hey. uh, He is getting the opportunity to petition God. God is putting him in a position to where he can petition him about earthly things, about heavenly matters. And he's giving him this opportunity. Mm, This is powerful. So let's go over to Exodus 33. Exodus 33, and I'm going to start at verse 12. And Moses says unto the Lord, Now, Lord, see, you said unto me, and you remember the story where he tells him to go get the people and bring them back. He said, You said unto me, Bring this up this people, and thou hast not yet let me know whom you will send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know you by name. Hey, hey, hey. I wanted that when I read that. I want you to know my name, Lord. I want to know your name. I want you to know my name. Oh, man. Can you imagine Moses? And and so now he's repeating it back to the Lord. He's petitioning God. Hey, I was told you could never do that when I was growing up. I was told you could never understand God. I was told you couldn't even come near God. I mean, here, this man is, is doing this, okay? And thou hast also found grace in my sight. You said I found grace, favor in your sight? Verse 13, now therefore I pray thee. Here's the petition. I'm praying thee. Here's the covenant talk. 
If I have found grace in your sight, favor in your sight, here it is. Show me your way, Lord. Oh, man, show me your I want to know your height, your breadth, your length, your depth. I want to know everything that makes you tick, God. I want to know it. Woo. And he says, so that I may know you and that you're great. And if I have found, my, I can find grace, favor in your sight. And consider also your nation. So now he's petitioning for his people. We get the, the people get to take part of this, right? This grace. Listen to what the Lord says in verse 14. My presence. Right? What did we learn in this church? What's the glory of God? The presence, the power, and the goodness of God. My glory shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Oh, man. You don't have to be oppressed anymore. And if oppression tries to come, you don't have to be fearful anymore. Oh, man. When the bully Satan comes and he puts that pressure on your mind, and he puts that pressure situation on you, you could just sit back there and you could just stay in his rest. And the Lord will lead you and guide you. You don't have to be choked by fear. Oh, man, and you can just stay in that rest. Now, listen to what he's talking to God and the God that he's petitioning him. And the Lord's saying, yes, I'll do this. Oh, a man talking to God, a man petitioning God, and God saying yes. Oh, and so God says, verse 15, and he says unto them, if your presence don't go with us, then don't carry us up hence. Oh, I like that response. If, if, Lord, I need you. I really do need you. And if you're not going to go with us, hey. Because he goes on, he says, verse 16, For how is it going to be known that we and your people have found grace and favor in your sight? Is it not that you're going to go with us? Oh, man. We're going to get into some scriptures with Jesus in John 14, 15, and 16. Oh, when you get born again. Oh, and the power of the Lord comes in on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit, that comforter, that presence of glory goes with you. Oh, man, they had to follow a tent, but you get the Holy Spirit in you, leading you. Oh, man. And I, oh, is it not that you go with us? So shall we be separated. I and your people, right? And generations, right? From all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Oh, oh, glory to God. You walk into that workplace. You got the presence of God with you. Oh, man. I mean, he's with you. I don't care if the devil does it. I don't care if the employees don't even care. I don't care if you're by. I got called in one time by my group commander because I kept putting the blessing on the bottom of my email. And she told me, you can't do that anymore. I said, I can't change who I am. You guys put other leaders and you put other generals on the bottom and you put their quotes on there. My general is Jesus, right? I mean, I had, I had a heart-to-heart talk with her. And uh, she told me how, that not to do that anymore. So I got clever. I just put it up in the body of the paragraph instead of in the sentence on the bottom. So I, I cannot change who I am. And I told that. I cannot change. You know, I have, a right to, to, I have a right to be separate. I have a right to follow the Lord, right? I have a right to do this, right? It's ours, right? Ooh, how's the Lord, how's the world going to know unless we take our place? Take our, find yourself in the word and you'll take your position. Now listen what the Lord says in verse 17. Yes, I'll do this, Moses. I'll do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace. You found, certainly have found favor in my sight. Presence and reassurance, right? In my sight. And I know you by name. Hey, Moses, when you come to me and you ask me something, you talk to me, I'll hear it. I'll hear you. Now what Jesus said, when you come to the Father and you pray to him and you ask him in my name, he'll hear you. He'll hear you. Oh, man. Mm. 
In verse 18, and he said, I beseech thee now, Lord. Here he is. He's petitioning again. He's petitioning. Verse 18, I beseech you, Lord, show me your glory. Okay, in verse 19. And so the Lord says, I'm going to make all my goodness. So there's a presence, a power, and a goodness of God. Pass before you, and I will proclaim. I will declare my name over you and in front of you and around you. I'm going to declare my name. Okay? You have a right to declare that name. It's your name. And we're going to see that in Ephesians. All heaven and earth, right, is named under that name, right? You don't just have a right to use it. It is your name. It's your name. You don't just, I mean, you got a right to say it, but that's who you are. you got a right to use that name. And the Lord is telling Moses and the children of Israel, you can, you have a right to use that name, and I'm giving you that name as a covenant. The world can't call on that name. We can call on that name. Oh, man. And the glory goes with it. He says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I'm gracious and show mercy on whom I'll show mercy, man. (laughs) Now jump over to... Chapter 34, and then in verse 1, he takes up the Ten Commandments, right? He takes up the covenant, his part, right? Lord tells him, bring that covenant up. We're going to come into an agreement, right? Hey, what did Paul say in Romans 13, verses 9 and 10, right? Thou shalt not murder, right? Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not. So he goes over the whole Ten Commandments. He says, that's all wrapped up now in one commandment. Just love your neighbor as yourself. It's no longer thou shalt not do. It's now you are blessed to do now. Oh, man, when I learned that from God, I don't have to try not to sin. When Brother Eric was up here talking a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how he was trying to do good, and then he realized who he was, that that happened when I started seeing that in the Scriptures. Yes, I get it now. I'm blessed when I'm meek. I'm blessed walking in love. I'm blessed when I hunger and thirst. Jesus gave me the power of life, the power of light. He gave me the knowledge of Zoe, the knowledge of life. I don't have to, I don't have to try. It's already in me, you know. I just grow in it. I develop in it, right? And so he tells him to take those up. And so he comes up, and I'm going to go down over here to verse 6, chapter 34, verse 6. And the Lord passed before him. Now listen to what the Lord does. He proclaims. I mean, he's happy. He's excited. And he proclaims his name. The very first thing the Lord does is he proclaims the covenant name. Oh, the name we're allowed to say. The name we're allowed to run to, right? He proclaims it, right? And he says, the Lord, the Lord. Oh, when you walk into your house, when you walk out there on the streets, that name is with you. That presence is with you. Declare it. Now, the Lord will show you how to say it. He'll give you the wisdom how to talk, right? Because that's what I did. In fact, I asked the Lord. He told, when, when Moses went before the Lord and he said he was slow of speech and all that, the Lord said, just open your mouth and I'll put the words in it. So that's what I said to the Lord. You, Lord, you said, if all I have to do is just open my mouth, you'll put the words in it. You just tell me what to say and I'll say it. I'll, I'll be humble, Lord. I won't be a spook. I won't be weird out there. I'll just say it. You tell me what to say and I'll say it, Lord. I'll proclaim your name. Is that all? Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, I'll proclaim it. And so the Lord God, he's merciful, he's gracious, he's long-suffering. He's using covenant words here. Covenant words to you. Oh, I get excited. I'm, I'm preaching myself happy up here. Hallelujah. And abundant in goodness, right? That's that Hebrew word hesed, right? That's that covenant word. Oh, man. Keep in mercy 
from for, for thousands, right? Forgiving iniquities and transgressions and sin. He's teaching you how to live. He sh- don't go that way. Don't touch that. Don't go there. Don't do that, right? Oh, man, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. Okay, clean it up. Stress. Dust yourself back off and get walking, right? I mean, oh, man, mercy. Mercy for thousands. And then I like verse 10. We'll go on down to verse 10. And he says, Behold, I'm now making a covenant. Okay? And I know Pastor Justin's going to talk more about this on Sunday. Hallelujah. I'm going to make a covenant with you. I mean, this is God talking. He's swearing. He's swearing. He's making a covenant. Right? I'm making a covenant before all the people. Oh, hey, what what did the Lord tell Dr. Savell? I'm going to do marvels such as the world Right? People have not done and all, has not been done in all the earth. Can you imagine what the Lord's got in store for you? I remember Brother Copeland saying one time, if the Lord tells you to take out a can of trash, it's going to be the greatest adventure you ever had. Hey, I was taking out the trash in the church. I remember that. I said, Lord, okay, man, I'm ready for the adventure. Hallelujah. I mean, he is with you and he is moving. Amen. He says, such has not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. Oh, for it is an awesome, awesome, right? They use the word terrible. It's an awesome, awesome thing, awesome thing that I'm going to do for you. But look at verse 11, the very first verse thing he says here in verse 11. But you got to observe what I command you this day. This all works by love, guys. This, it all works by love. It really does. If you're not going to do it in love, it ain't going to work. I mean, that's what Paul said. You know, you can jump, shout, hallelujah, do everything. But, but if you don't have love in there, it, it ain't really going to do much, right? It's just not going to have the effect, right? So look at Moses and look at that. So I saw this. I saw it with Cecil D. B. DeMille. Oh, man, I wanted that. When I, I took, I, I, I'd go out in the woods. It's all full of houses now, but it was just hundreds and hundreds of acres of woods, and I go out there with a little stick in my hand and pretend like I was Moses. And I came up to a creek, and I, I spoke to it, and I pretended like it was parting. And I mean, I was walking around pretending like I was Moses when I was little. I said, "Lord, oh, use me, Lord." Well, I, I just knew one day I'd be able to be used by the Lord, right? I mean, I was just so excited about that. So let's go now to. Let's see. What I want to do is this. I wanted to say this word right here. Moses was invited by God into fellowship. He was invited into, into God, right? He was allowed to speak to God in the Godhead. He was invited into a relationship with that. And what I want you to know is you are invited into that relationship. You are invited into that relationship by a covenant with Jesus Christ. And Christ means anointing. And when you read the New Testament scriptures, every time you come across the word anointing, a Christ, say anointing. I'm risen with Jesus the Christ. I'm risen with Jesus, the anointed one, in his anointing. The gospel is about the anointing. I want to I emphasize that again. When you're preaching the gospel, it's about the anointing. Okay? The anointed one in his anointing. That's the glory of God following you. So if we go to, you know, 1 John. I'm just, I'm, just go there to 1 John. We're gonna go, now we're going to talk about John because... In the back of the Bible at 1 John, there's the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then there's the 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, right? So we're going to go to the 1 John, and I looked at verse 3, and he was saying, That which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you, so that you also may have fellowship, covenant talk, right, with us. Now, who is John talking about here? 
Is he talking about the other disciples? Mm, he's talking about the Godhead. Oh, hey, that got my attention right there. I wanted to be someone like Moses. I wanted to be used by God. Ah, that's what I wanted to do, right? I, who wouldn't? After reading something like that, who wouldn't want to be used by God? Who wouldn't want to walk in a relationship and a covenant with God? And here he's saying, hey, you can also have fellowship with us. What, the disciples? And truly our fellowship is with who? He answers it. Oh, oh, with who? God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, the Anointed One in His anointing. You have a right to talk to the Father. You have a right to enter His presence. You have a right to use that name. You have a right to come. You know, when I heard that, I said, Lord, I said, all right, Lord. I remember being in the military. Nobody wanted to take these commands. Nobody wanted to go to these jobs because nobody liked them because either they were, you just didn't get seen in them or they were just way out in the middle of nowhere. I said, Lord, you send me to where you want to take me now. I'm in the Godhead with you. I started saying that, Lord, Lord show, take where you want to go. I said, give me the hard cases. Give me the hard heads. I said, you give me the people that people say can't be saved. You give me the people that society said don't have any value. I said, you send them to me, Lord, and, and I'll go for you. I'll talk to them. Man, I've been going to the prison since. You know, and you want to know something? Revival's been breaking out in the jail, man. I'm telling you, revival's breaking out in there, right? I'll go in there and I'll talk about this. I'll go in there and I'll talk about the blessing. And these guys eat this up. And the glory of the Lord comes in there. And I said, it's going to be the glory of the Lord. It's going to be your relationship with him that's going to break open these prison doors, right? That's what's going to set you free, right? That's what's going to start moving everything. There was a guy named Jordan went in there and was telling him about the blessing of the Lord. He was in there for a big case. He was, he was looking at 20 to 40 years of life, right? And, um, oh, man, we start going over the blessing of God. We start going over the anointing of Christ. We go over that, right? And we go over that. And that just get for, for four months, we're going over this, right? Every Thursday, going in there, talking to this guy. And finally, the love of the Lord just got in on the inside. He made it. He found himself in the Word. He found himself in Jesus, right? And now he's talking to everybody in the prison, they're listening to him now. He's not walking in strife with them. Now he's talking to them. Now they're listening to him, right? And I'm sitting there, and we're talking about the love of the Lord. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, okay, Lord, fill my mouth. Show me what to do. All of a sudden, I look at my hands. And I look at him. And the Holy Spirit lets me look at my hands again. And I look at him. And the Holy Spirit makes me look at my hand again. And I look at him. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord came out of me. He said, hey. When you go in there and you stand before that judge, he's going to look at those charges, but he's going to look at you, and he's going to look back down at them again, and then he's going to look at you, and then he's going to look back down at them again, and then he's going to look at you, and the, and the favor of the Lord's going to be there. Oh, we got excited about that, right? Well, about a month goes by, I come back in there, I, I come across him, and he's got the biggest smile on his face. And, the, and the, the way it was is he said when he walked in here, he said the presence of the Lord was with him, right? And he said when he was in here, he had no fear. He was not oppressed. I mean, he, he just was there. I mean, he just stood there, right? And um, he said, you know what? He said the judge looked at me and he said, you're not the guy that's on this charge. He says, this is not the same man. And he said this. He says, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, he said. but And he reduced it to like only a couple of years like a two-year sentence. So, I mean, he was looking at a long time, you know. I mean, you know, it's mercy and it's truth. It's that grace, it's that power, it's that anointing that breaks that sin. 
right? And, um, and then he now he wants to learn about the Lord. Now he's talking to the Lord. Now he's walking in light. He's walking in love. He's walking in that covenant. Oh, these things are so powerful. But he says our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus, the Anointed One, and his anointing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our fellowship is with the anointing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's with the anointing. That's our fellowship. Oh, yeah. It's with the anointing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. I was born in, born in the 60s. I was an artist, right? So everything's cool and awesome. And uh, whoa. It's like, that's heavy, Lord. I mean, whoa. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, hit me, Jesus. Yeah. Lay it on me. Lay it on me, Lord. Amen. Uh, Brother Vic, like, my, my. He's like, I feel my helper. It's like, hit me, Lord. Lay it on me, dude. Amen. Okay. Let's go to John chapter 13. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can do this in your workplace. You can just get far out in your workplace, man. People will be looking at you and like you'll say, I'm in the zone, man. And they'll be like, what? I'm in the zone, dude. They, they, <laughs> one time, one time when I was in the military, I got drug tested three times in like, in like 10 days because they, they thought I was on something. I was laughing about it. I was like, I just thought it was funny. It's like, this is like the third time in like 10 days I've been, I've been asked to do a drug test. It's like, what's going on? You know, it's like, what is up? You know? <laughs> Well, this is that random, you know. I said, what are you kidding me? There's like 30,000 people in the Pentagon, and you're testing me like like 10 times and like like three times in 10 days. I was like, this ain't random. You know what the odds are, you know, math, what the odds of that are? It's like, it's astronomical. It's like, amen. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, you can take trips with the Lord. I'm telling you, man. It's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? You're like, whoa, man. And you know, and then the Holy Spirit gives you words to say. Ah, it's just powerful. John chapter 13. We're going to go to verse 31. You told me, Pastor Justin, relax and just be myself. So, amen. I'm going to let it happen. Amen. It's like John chapter 13, verse 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus says, Now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. We'll talk about the glory here. Verse 33, little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, and I, as I said unto the other guys, you know. And when he says the word Jews here, he's talking about the religious leaders. He's not talking about the group of people, okay? Don't, don't misunderstand that when he says that. Basically what he's doing, he's talking about the authority of that religion of the time, okay? He says, he says, whether I go, you can't come either. But he says here in verse 34, a new commandment I'm giving you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. And verse 35 says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Hey, arm in arm, right? Arm in arm. All of us working together. That's where the glory is in the body of Christ. 
The glory is in the body, right? And that's what Jesus is saying, right? We're arm in arm. And, the, you know, pastor's heart for the community. And we're praying about the community. We're arm in arm. We're going, he talked about the book of Acts when he was praying. Yeah, book of Acts. They're, hey, the cloud of witnesses up there watching us, cheering us on. Hey, look at those guys down at Heritage of Faith. They're moving. Hey, man, when I was in the military, I wanted to be an ops, man. I want to be where the action was at. I wanted to move, right? I don't want to be on defense. I want to be the offense, right? We're on the offense, guys. The devil's the one retreating. He's the one backing up. He's already lost. Lost his ground. All we got to do is keep pushing them back, right? Oh, glory to God. We walk arm in arm, hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walking together. Yeah. I'm drawing off your strength. You're drawing off mine. Hey, we're working together in this. That's what makes us strong, right? Man. Do, Do you know an army of believers? You just take one church that believes the Lord and believes God will use them, and they'll do things that were done in the book of Acts. I mean, they'll turn nations, right? Oh, man, you'll turn things upside down. Heroes make movies, man. But leaders and, and people in arm and arm, they make history. Yeah. Ooh, yes. We're making history, guys. I'm telling you, they're, they're, I'm, I'm serious. They are watching us up there, and they're cheering us on. So we have fellowship with the Lord. Okay, now if we continue, and we go to John chapter 14, and I'm going to pick it up as verse 5. Thomas is talking to Jesus, and he says, Lord, we know where you go. We don't know, I mean, where you're going. And, and how are we going to know the way, right? Now, these guys aren't born again yet. But verse 6, Jesus says unto them, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the Zoe life, man. No man can come unto the Father but through me, right? And so now he's starting to get intimate with them, okay? He's starting to invite them into something, Okay. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, though, you're going to know him. Remember Moses? I want to know you. Show me your way, right? And have seen him. Well, Philip's talking, and he says in verse 8, Show us the father. Okay, pointing back to Moses, right? Just show us the father. That'll suffice. You might have heard the story about you know, Peter and John, when they went up there and they, they saw what was going on when Elisha shows up. Whoa, that was pretty cool, Jesus, when that happened. You know, and the, and the prophets show up with him. But he's, he's sitting here and he says, verse 9, Hey, how long have I been with you, Philip, and yet you still don't know me? Right? He says, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hmm. And how can you say then, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? Right? Because the words that I'm speaking to you, I'm not speaking of myself. They're coming from the Father. That dwells in me. He's the one that's doing the work. And in John chapter 5, he says, he's, he says I do what the Father says because I know him and he knows me. And, and you're going to see all more marvels than, than what you're seeing now, right? And so now look at verse 11. If you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, at least believe the works that I'm doing, right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Verse 12. Jesus says, you're going to see more marvels because I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. Now, truly, truly, I say unto you, that's a commandment from Jesus. Every time you hear the word, I say unto you, that is a command from your field commander. That is a command from Jesus. And he's saying, truly, truly, I say unto you, if you believe on me, the works, the works of glory that he was doing for the Father, right? The works that I do, you're going to do also. And greater works than these, because I'm going to go to the Father. I'm going to be seated at the right hand. I'm going to be crowned with the anointing. 
I'm going to be the head, and I've chosen to make, make you my body, the church, right? And through you is where the miracles are going to come. Through you is where the anointing is going to come. Through you is how we're going to be separated in the earth. Through you is where the glory is going to be shown, right? Oh, man. He says, I'm going to the Father. And because I go into my Father, you're going to get to do the same things. Oh, man, you're an instrument. Oh, yeah. You're an instrument for the Lord. There's nobody in here that can't be used as an instrument. There is nobody in here that the Lord can't use for his glory. That, that's what Jesus is saying. You got value to the Lord. Man, the battlefield commander needs you. He needs you on his front line, right? And then he says this, verse 13, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Oh, there's the name. There's the name. Oh, hey, there's the name, bro. There's that name. There's that name we got, right? There it is, man. I mean, I use it. We got that name. We got that right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. He says, whatsoever you shall ask. You're, you're petitioning the Lord, right? You're coming to the Father, just like Moses. You're being invited, just like Moses was, into the Godhead. You're sent to particular situations. You're sent to particular things, Right? The Lord needs you. If he's sending you to a deserted place, if he's sending you to a place that's in poverty, if he's sending you to a place that's sick, what do you think he's trying to do? He's trying to get somebody in there to bring the glory and bring the blessing. Ooh, I get excited when the Lord does that. All right, Lord, we're in a unique situation here. What can we do now? Oh, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I had a friend named Angel who was a real estate agent and became an evangelist. I, I met this guy when I was in Virginia. And uh, he, he would go out and preach to these gangs. And um, these guys got so mad because they were getting born again in the gang. All the gang members were starting to get born again, right? So the leader of the gang got mad. It's a true story. The leader of the gang got mad at this guy. So, and the police are starting to actually take these guys and put them into his program, right? To get them off the streets and to get him, because he's seeing changes in their lives. So the police start working with this guy. And uh, these guys surround him one time, about 10 or 15 guys, he said, and he goes, you know, they, they were there to kill him. He said, they surrounded me and they were telling me they were going to kill me. And I said, I just looked at him and said, hey, who does your Bible studies? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just started laughing when he said that. Who does your Bible studies? Is that what you say? He goes, yeah. I said, I figured there's 10 or 15 people in front of me. What do you do if you're a man of God? You got a group of people in front of you. You start preaching. So he says, who does your Bible studies? He starts preaching to them. And one by one, they, they, you know, some of them left and a bunch of them got saved. And so now they're in the back of his car and now he's taking them home, right? And the leader of the, the leader was the last guy of the gang. He says, this is stupid. This is stupid. And he goes, what do you mean this is stupid? He goes, we came here to kill you tonight, you know? And here we are talking to you. We're born again. You know, I just thought that was great. Hey, if the Lord's sending you someplace, he's sending you to use you, man. Think of it. Oh, what Moses say? Oh, I can't talk, Lord. He's like, hey. He's like, just open your mouth. I'll fill it. Oh, I got so excited mm, when I read that. Thank you so much, Lord. And so here you've been invited into the Godhead. So if you ask anything in my name, he says, I will do it. And then verse 15, he says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to pray the Father. Oh, he's going to give you another comforter. And that word in the Greek is the exact same thing. Jesus was your prototype. we got a good brother here that, that's working um, in the defense contractors. And he said... Um, you know, he's, see, I worked, I, I helped test missile systems, right? When I was in the Air Force, that was part of the things that we did. And so we would take a prototype and we would test it so that all the other ones would be made exactly the same way. Hey, 
Jesus sent you the same spirit he got. The exact same. You invited into the Godhead with him. Now, I'm not, again, now remember, Jesus is the head, right? We're the body of that anointing. I'm not saying I'm Jesus. I'm just saying I'm in him and he's in me. I'm just saying that God has decided, and you see it in the scriptures, he has decided that he wants to invite you in with him. Through Jesus, through that anointing, being the head and the body, he wants to invite you into that. Okay, and that's what he's saying here. And so I'm going to send you the same comforter. He's called the spirit of truth. Hey, look, the world ain't going to receive him. Why? Because it's not scientific to them. They can't feel it. They can't touch it. So they can't put it in the box, right? So they're not going to be able to know him, right? But you're going to know him because not only is he going to dwell with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to be in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in us. Yeah. He's in us. Yeah. Amen. Oh, man. Oh, don't you get excited when you say that. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you, right? What did Moses say? If, if you're not going to go with us, what's the sense? What's the bother? How else is the world going to know, right? And Jesus is saying the same thing. Hey, I'm with you. I'm there. Your knees might be knocking. The bully might be pressuring you. Fear might be all around you, but you don't have to give in to it. I, we finally learned that. You know, it took me a while to start picking up on that. But I was like, I don't have, when the, the bully's going to push, man. He's going to pressure you, but you don't have to give in to it. Stand your ground, man. I mean, actually, he's like that. I put, you know, the devil all over my feet one time. I put on pieces of tape, and I, I just walked around like this. When I started picking up on that, it's like, take that devil, take that devil. You're beneath my feet, devil. And then the guards did a security uh, exercise, and they wanted me to be the perpetrator. So they threw me down on the ground, and they put my feet up. And I got devil Satan written all over the bottom of my feet. And the, and the guy looks at me, and he's like, uh, sir? And I was like, it's all right. I'll tell you later. I said, the devil's under my feet, and I've been telling him all week. You know, it's just like, <laughs> when you become a Christian, you're going to have so much fun with the Lord. Amen. You're going to have so much, and what, yeah, and you'll be laughing with the Lord with it when you get there in heaven. He says, that day you're going to know me, because I'm in the Father. Look at verse 20. He says, at that day you're going to know me. Moses want to know all. Show me your ways, Lord. He's like, in that day you're going to know me. And I'm in the Father, and you're in Him, and I'm in you. And if you have my commandment and you keep them, right? That's the guy. That's, there's your litmus test. That's how you know you love Him, right? Because you do what He says to do. Now, what John said in one John, He says, if you say you have fellowship with the Lord, but you're out there living like an alley cat, right? Like you were before you got born again. Grace ain't working in you because if grace is working, you say hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You don't. You don't need to be doing that, right? Grace is not the license to sin. Grace is to tell me how to live away from sin, you know. And so, and so, amen, Lord. Thank you. So, oh, I was so happy to re- when I learned that from the Holy Spirit. I don't have to to do evil to learn evil. Oh man, you don't have to do evil to know what evil is. When you're in the light, like He is in the light, you don't have to know what evil is by sinning. You can know what it is by living in life, man. I mean, it, it is just so awesome. Uh, oh, so he that has my commandments and keeps them, he who knows how to walk in love and life in Zoe. Show, what did Paul say, right? Romans 8 in verse 2, he says, I don't have to live by this law called the curse anymore, sin and death. Hey, he's talking about a law here. And then he's talking about this law about spirit of life in the anointed one, in the anointing, life in the anointing in Christ, right? Oh, yeah, I get it, Lord. Like gravity's like sin. It's holding me down. 
But hey, here comes lift. Here comes the law of flight. If I learn how to fly, gravity pulls on me all at once, but it can't take me down, right? Because I'm operating in a new law, right? So I'm operating under a different set of circumstances, right? So if I'm walking in Zoe life, that law supersedes the law of sin and death. The curse is out there. But man, I'm walking in life now. I learned how to walk in the love of God. I don't have to, I don't have to be down there anymore. Ooh, glory to God. And Jesus is saying that you keep my commandments, right? That's the guy that loves me, the guy that loves me. Oh, and you'll be loved of my Father. And we're going to love you. And we're going to oh, manifest ourselves to you. Hey, no matter how dumb it seems, just do it. If Jesus tells you to do it, just do it, okay? Amen. I'm telling you. You're gonna, you'll, you'll be so happy you did. And then he said this. He said if, in verse 23, he says, If a man loves me, he'll keep my words, and my Father will love him. And we will come unto him. We'll make our abode with him. Oh, that's so powerful. And um, and just for the sake of time, because we're running on time, I'll just start, you know, just going a little bit quicker here. But um, Jesus is talking in chapter 15, verse 26. And he said, you know, he says, when the comforter is come, he says, whom I'm going to send unto you from the Father. He's called the Spirit of Truth. He's going to proceed from the Father. He's going to testify of me. That really helped me. That really helped me because I did. I just said to the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I said, I, I want to go out and I want to do your words, but I, I never walked with you. I never, t- I, you know, I didn't do what the disciples did. I, you know, because you hear those things like it was, on, you know, back in the old days, that was just for the disciples and this stuff in the new day isn't for you, right? It was, it was for the old church, not the new church. And so I said that, and the Holy Spirit, he did exactly what he said to do. He brought this to my remembrance. And I actually went to it, and he said, I'm going to, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. He's going to do the work. You just open your mouth. You just open your mouth, Joseph, and out it'll come. It'll just come out, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and that's what Moses said. You just give me the words, as the Lord said, I'll give you the words to say. Oh, I got so excited when I read that. Oh, thank you. You mean, Lord, oh, All I got to do is just say, all I got to do is just open my mouth and you'll give me the words. That's all I got to do. Oh, amen. Oh, oh, okay. I'll open my mouth. Hey, my name's Joseph. You know, God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. Hey, if Jesus were to come today, right? If we were going to go, if we're standing in front of Jesus right now, hey, you know, you go to heaven or not, right? I mean, I used to say that all the time to people. You just open up a conversation. You just start talking to them, right? I just say it like this, just in love and in truth, you know? And you just start talking to him. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? You know, I was out, me and Thomas Spencer, we went out last summer. We were out there talking to the guys out there in the street of Lancaster. And there's, there's a brother over there. And uh, he sees me and he knows what I'm doing. And he starts to walk away. That's the guy. Man, I run right over across the street to him, you know. Hey, how's it going, brother? My name's Joseph. What's your name? He tells me his name, you know. We start talking about Jesus, man. I start telling about Jesus. Well, he's he's been listening to some wrong guys, you know, some, they wear these ox walking around, you know, some kind of religious thing that's going on over there on the east side. And, um, so he's telling me all about this, right? But I just tell about Jesus and the blessing and he finally just stops and looks at me and he says, man, you really believe that stuff, don't you? I said, yeah, it's in me. I believe in this, you know? And so we had a really good conversation, you know? Now I planted those seeds and I know in the name of Jesus, he's going to find Jesus. See, this has been filled with stuff, you know? So you got to plant that seed just because you planted it. Hey, evangelism is a process, guys. I learned that. It's a process. All you got to do is open your mouth and say it. 
you know, one's going one's gonna to sow, right? But sooner or later, another one's going to come, and then another one's going to come. Eventually, that person's going to come to the Lord. So you just do your job. So I used to get so sad when I go out and somebody wouldn't accept Jesus, you know? But I was like, I'd come back, and the Lord's like, what are you so sad about? Evangelism's a process, right? Fruit takes a while to ripen, right? And when it's ripe, you'll pick it, right? You're ripening that guy. He needs to hear it, you know? But at least I did my job, and now the word's in there, right? And so now another person comes, and another person comes. And another, you know what? I believe right now that guy's just getting Jesus left and right in his ears. He's coming to the Lord. Those are the guys that will be your evangelists. That, that guy, that madman of Gadara, right? The copolis, what'd he do, man? I asked the Lord that about that one time. I said, Lord, that guy wanted to follow you. He wanted to go into ministry. And the Lord said, I did. I used him as a town evangelist, man. He went, he went to ten parts of that city, man, and preached Jesus. So the next time he came in there, they welcomed him, right? That's because all that work that guy had been doing. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go to uh, Ephesians 3. I'm just going to skip over there. In 2 Corinthians 4, he talks about how the God of this world has blinded the minds. But he, but he said something in there. We have this treasure of the glory of God in an earthen vessel. It's in you. Oh, 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 oh. It's in me. I mean, you just you just walk around the house. It's in me. It's in me. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Oh, I mean, there's a cause. There's a cause. There's a cause. There's a cause. There's a cause out there, right? Lord wants you. God wants you. Oh, man, he needs you, right? John chapter 15, I'm the true vine. You're my branch. You're my branch. Yes, I'm your branch, Jesus. Hey, Without a branch, the tree ain't going to produce fruit. But yet, without the vine, the branch can't produce fruit. Hey, Jesus set it up this way. They, God the Father and Jesus set it up this way. Oh, I, oh, and I read this. Oh, man. If you want to see glory on earth, he's going to use you. That's why we're not seeing it, because we're not letting him use us. You know? It's like, when I read that, I was like, hey, wait a minute, Jesus. You need me, don't you? Because you said I'm a branch. And without a branch, a tree can't produce fruit. I got the part I need you, Right? Oh, ask whatever you will and it will be done. This is how the Father gets glorified through the Son, through this process. You being my instrument, you be my vessel. Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, man, I tell you, when I go into prisons, uh, those guys they just look at me tell me I'm a Jesus freak and I love it. I, I just get excited every time because it's like, it's like, I know I'm in the, I know I'm in the, I'm in the right now. When they start saying that, it's like, dude, man. Okay. Verse 14, Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. Here, here's the cause for this cause. I bow my knees unto who Jehovah, right? The father, the one you got intimate relationship with. The one that loves you. It's going to use you. You got value. You got value. Oh, man. He'll use you. Oh, man. It says, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, in His anointing, who's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the head, you're the body. He's the true vine, we're the branch. We're partakers of that anointing, right? Ooh. He says, I say, I got right here written down. We have his name. And then I write, I am an ambassador and a son of I am. I have his name. It says this. It says in verse 15, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named. You don't just have a right to use that name. It is your name. 
man. Ooh, that's my name. I found myself in the scriptures. I found myself in the scriptures, right? So you go back and you start finding yourself in the scriptures, right? That he would grant you, grant you, there's your petitioning, right? Like Moses was, that he would grant you the riches of his glory, strengthen you with his might, and, you know, by you know, strengthen you with his power, right? By his might and the spirit in the inner man, right? There's that presence of God, the power, the glory, the goodness of God, right? In the inner man, so that the anointed one, so that Christ, now verse 17, right? So that the anointed one, so that the anointing, right, may dwell in your hearts by faith, right? This is all by faith and love, right? So that you being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be able to now comprehend. Well, that, that is the question Moses asked. I want to know you, right? Show me your ways. With all the saints. So that's you and me together. That's us together, man. Yeah. So with all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height? Oh, verse 19. And to know the love of the anointed one and his anointing, the glory of the Father, to know it, to be in intimate relationship with it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All the fullness, all the fullness of God in you. All the fullness of God in you. It's in there. We just stir it up, right? Ooh, boy, now, now, you're, now you're talking Jesus' language now. Now you got his attention. Hey, when you read the word of God and you pray, you get into God's presence. But man, when you start reading the words back to God, and you start praising the Lord with these words, oh, and you start praising him, hey, he comes into your presence. Oh, yeah. You, God comes to your party when you, start, when you start praising him and using these as his word. He shows up to your party, man. I'm, oh, dude, man. It's like, yeah. He's able to do this. Look at verse 20. Hey, he's able to do far more abundantly exceeding what this mind can think. You know, and I was just like, man, Lord, think of that. Yeah, my brain can't understand some of this stuff, so I got to talk to it. It's like, settle down, brain. No, I got to talk to my mind. I do sometimes. I got to talk to myself, don't you? It's like, you got to talk to yourself. You got to talk to your body. Your, your body's like saying, this is going on. This is sickness is trying to attack you, right? This thing is going on, right? And it's, it's messing with your mind. And you just say, hey, brain, okay, thank you, brain, for telling me about this. I thank you. Okay, you're doing what God designed you to do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, shut up. Now, I'm going to tell you. I do that. I do. I, seriously, I hit myself and I tell them, it's okay. I tell them to shut up. Now, you shut up and you listen. I'm going to tell you something now. The power of the Lord is in me, Right? And he starts talking about Romans when you have the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of life living in you, man. Whoo, glory. In my temple, oh, in my body, you got to listen to the word of God. I don't care what you've been taught. I don't care what the world says. Listen, spit it out. Spit it out right now in the name of Jesus. Spit it out. I told this to my son one time. He was laying on a couch. He said he was sick. He was talking on the phone. It was, it was Christopher. I said, Christopher, put your finger to your stomach and just tell it to, to get out, to spit it out. And so he says in the name of Jesus, he goes, all right, dad. So he said in the name of Jesus, spit it out. He started barfing over the phone. It was so funny. <laughs> I did, it was hilarious. I started laughing. He, he was like, he's like, dad, it worked. I said, yeah. I was like, it's like, it's the name of Jesus. He's like, oh man. And I, and I told pastor Justin the other day, I told him the other day, okay, I had been lifting weights, right? And I tore a pec muscle. And I mean, every once in a while, it'd feel like a knife going in there, right? That thing would hurt. You know, and the devil messes with your mind. Oh, is it going to be a heart attack? Or is it going to be all this stuff, you know? And it's like, no, devil, it's not, you know, shut up. 
No, you just tell them to be quiet. And uh, just get, you little, get, put them on your, get out of here. And um, that's what you, what you got to do to them, right? And so I'm just sitting there. I know I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm just healed in Jesus' name. Well, Richard Roberts comes here last year, right? And he's sitting here and he's talking about healing and all that. Man, that thing flared up again. And that pain's in there. So here I am in the service like, look, devil, I already told you once, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I am the healed. I have that name, right? Listen, body, in the name of Jesus. We, I ain't going to put up with this, right? Well, it, you know, it was in there. All of a sudden, Richard Roberts stops, and he looks over, and he just says, somebody's got a sharp pain right now under their right shoulder. I said, this has got to be me, Lord, because it's happening right now. So stand up and receive your healing. I stood up right there, right, with the Bible in my hand. He says, you're healed in Jesus' name. And he just walked away. And then he turned around and he looked at me and he said, and it'll never come back again. Oh, man. So I, amen, I receive it, Lord. So I just sit down. Hey, don't you know it was still hurting? Yeah, it was still hurting, right? But now I'm sitting here like this with a big old smile on the inside of me. And I was like, did you hear that, devil? Did you hear that? I'm healed. Well, about half, about maybe 20 minutes later, it was gone. I mean, it was gone. It didn't hurt anymore, right? So now I'm at the gym doing my incline, right, benches, right? Because that's how it happened a couple of years ago, about two or three years ago. And, um, oh, but don't you know, it tried to come back one morning. I see, this is how the devil is. He's a bully, okay? He's a bully. He's going to test you. He's going to see if you're for real or not, right? A little pain flared up. I said, get in the name of Jesus. I said, you ain't ever coming back again. And it hasn't come back again. But he, yeah, but he tries, doesn't he? He tries to test you, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He, oh, man. Okay. And we already went over this. I, only, I have the right to use that covenant name. I have a right to use that, and it is my name. I just want to thank you tonight for listening to this. I just want you to know that the Lord is with you. I just want you to know that you have inside of you the Holy Spirit. I mean, you have inside of you a power that the devil Oh, man, you put that visor down, and he thinks it's Jesus. I mean, I'm serious. You start speaking the word of God, all he sees is Jesus. All he hears is Jesus. And uh, you inside of you is the ability to change situations. Inside of you is the ability to bring in the love of God, the life of God, into a situation. And, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Get ready, get ready, right? Changes come, right? I mean, for the better, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we were talking the other day, and we, we, me and Victoria were talking. I said, you believe five years from now, Lord, can, can give you everything you ever wanted. I believe that. I really, I, I believe that. I believe, new place, yeah? Place of your own. Oh, amen. Oh, yeah, promotion in the name of Jesus. I was reading in the book of Isaiah where the Lord was saying, when, when the Lord is taken out of a community, there go your captains, there go your generals, there go your scientists. There go your educators. There they go. There they go. And then inexperienced people begin to take their place. Inexperienced people begin to move up, right? And that's what he says happened. Hey, look at this body right here. Look at this body right here. Look at the guys. Oh, oh yeah. Those missiles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Insight, right? Yeah, promotion. Yeah, right? Generals coming out of here, right? Councilmen, councilwomen coming out of here, right? God positioning you in key places in the name of Jesus. He's going to do it in your workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it. Well, we're not done. Oh, we got to stop. We, we go all night, right? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you for the word that was spoken tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, because you, you want to show us your glory. I mean, come that's what you want to do. That's what you've always wanted. You predestined us to walk in the image of your son, to walk in the image with him and that anointed, the anointed one in his anointing. You seated us with him. We didn't do it. Lord, you did it, right? All this is you. It's all done by faith through love. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I, we speak to these hearts right now in the name of Jesus. When they walk into a room, the presence of God goes with them. The power of God goes with them. The goodness of God goes with them. Just like Moses, you're different from the rest of the world. You got something. And if they open their mouth, Father, you'll tell them what to say. All they got to do is just go in with love. They'll open their mouth, Father. They'll walk into places. You'll start showing them things, Father. Oh, man, you'll start showing wonders, awesome things to them. And we're going to start hearing testimonies left and right, Father, of the things that you've done. So we thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Oh, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Love you guys. Amen. Thanks.